0: A reading from Song of Solomon, Chapter 2. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past; the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree ripens its figs, and the vines are in blossom. They give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my beautiful one and come away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reading from Ephesians chapter five. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Wives submit to your your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church's body and is himself its savior. thanks be to God. Reading from Matthew chapter 19. He answered, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And said, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. My beloved speaks and says to me, arise my love, my beautiful one and come away. Dear Eric, dear Samantha, God be praised for his kindness, which he has and continues to show to you both. In his kindness, he has sent his son to redeem you from sin and from the devil and from eternal death. In his kindness, he has sent his Holy Spirit into your hearts to call you into the one true faith. In his kindness, he has sanctified you in the truth. And today, in his kindness, he joins you together under his promises to be one flesh. Jesus said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and the two will become one flesh. And because of this, the Lord has bestowed on both of you this great and wonderful reality that you, Eric, are joined to Samantha to be her Adam, that she is bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh, and that in the Lord's mercy, you will be to her the only man upon the earth. You are her head and the one who will love her to the end. And you, Samantha, are joined to Eric to be his Eve. In the Lord's mercy, you will be to him the only woman who exists upon this earth. You are his crown, his jewel, and his glory. In your marriage, you are returned to the garden in paradise to be Adam to your bride and Eve to your groom. This mystery is indeed profound, but it is the Lord's kindness to you. It is his unfailing love to the two of you, and it is the reason why we gather this afternoon. There's a common misperception with marriage that the reason why we are gathered, for instance, today, is on account of the love which you two have for each other. And there is certainly no doubt that you have that. But if that is what we are centered around today, then that will not be enough to sustain you. Instead, what we gather around is a love which is more profound more broad, more deep, more high. We are gathered here because of the love of Christ for his bride, the church, of which your union today is a reflection. But we must start with Christ. All things in the church must start with Christ. From the scriptures to the sacraments, we do not have anything if we do not have Christ. And the same is true for your marriage. If you do not have Christ, if his love, is not at the center of it. It will not stand on the firm foundation which the Lord desires. Your love for one another and the foundation of your marriage must stem from Jesus' love for you. That's why St. Paul begins this section in Ephesians, not talking about our love, but about Christ's love. Walk in love, he says, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We are to walk in a love not defined by us, nor the world, nor any other source, but by Christ's love alone. And that is a love which is willing to sacrifice, a love which is willing to think about the other over the self. It is a love which comes not to be served, but to serve and to give its life as a ransom for many. It is a love which will give up all things and endure all things For the sake of its object. And because of that great love of Jesus for his bride, he speaks to her. Arise, my beloved, my beautiful one, and come away. Jesus bids his bride, the church, to arise, to be resurrected, to be raised out of the ashes of sin and death and darkness, and to stand in his glorious light, his eternity, his forgiveness. And in Christ, your union to one another can and does reflect that. And especially the last part. Because your marriage, we should remember, has an enemy. The devil who hates the Lord's church hates also your marriage, which is a reflection of it. And so he will come and attack it with everything possible, but especially with the temptation to be unforgiving to one another. But just as the church stands in the forgiveness under Christ, so you must stand in forgiveness toward one another. If you are unaware, Eric, you have in your bride, Samantha, a very well-practiced sinner. And so there will be days ahead when she will not submit herself to you as the church submits to Christ. There will be days ahead when she will seek to stand as the head of the household. There will be days that the ideas of richer and poorer sickness and health that these are just the ideas of fairy tales. There will be days when she will not see you as her beloved Adam. There will be days ahead where Samantha will break her vows to you, and you, Eric, must forgive her for that. You will have to say to her these all-important words which Christ has spoken to you countless times. I forgive you. If you are unaware, Samantha, you have in Eric a very well-practiced sinner. And so there are days ahead in which he will not be nearly as loving to you as he ought, that he will not love you as Christ has loved his bride, the church. Days will come when he doesn't love you self-sacrificially. Days will come when he won't see you as the crown jewel of his life and his beloved Eve. There will be days when he will not treat you as bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. There will be days ahead where Eric will break his vows to you and you must forgive him for that. You will have to say to him these all-important words which Christ has spoken to you countless times, I forgive you. And the Lord who is the creator of your marriage today will also be the one who will sustain it through those same words, I forgive you. This is why your marriage must have the constant flow of the scriptures into both of your ears. You must be regularly hearing together that Christ has forgiven you and to know from that reality that you will be strengthened also to forgive one another. It is Jesus who will be with you as he has promised, always. He will be with you in your marriage each and every step of the way. He will be with you in the good times, be sure, but especially in the bad times. He will be with you in richness and in poorness. He will be with you in sickness and in health just as you promised to be with each other through these times also. He will be with you to sustain you through every situation that you might find yourselves in. For you are together with one another and with Christ always. So Eric, Samantha, God be praised. Because Jesus, your Jesus, loves you. Eric, he has shed his blood For this, your beloved Eve, Samantha. And Samantha, he has shed his blood. For this, your beloved Adam, Eric. You will never be the perfect husband or wife, but Jesus has already been perfect for you, and he fills up whatever is lacking. Your Jesus has submitted himself to the Father, and he has poured out his love for his bride, and he has been raised from the dead to bring many, including you, into eternity and he's done that for you, Eric, and he's done that for you, Samantha, and he's done it also for your marriage. He's done this so that he would be what you cannot be, do what you cannot do, and sustain what you cannot sustain. He's done these things so that your marriage would be beautiful and glorious in his sight, and indeed, it already is. Jesus, in Jesus, your marriage is perfect. And in Jesus, your love is pure, and in Jesus, your lives together are joyous, always, from this time forth and forevermore. My beloved speaks and says to me, arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. In Jesus' name, amen. the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword, sermons by Pastor Kilgo at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We'd like to invite you to join us for church Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We also have Bible study at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings and at other times throughout the week. Please visit our website at redeemer-lawrence.org for more information. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.